Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. socialist 
black folks, uh, I'm talking about uh, socialist white folks, uh, college teachers, if the tribe is saying to you that if you don't go along with this stuff that we're doing here, this thing we're trying to put in play here, then you can't be a part of the tribe. And that's what everybody, that's what most people are afraid of. Most people are afraid of being kicked out of the tribe. Why? Because they don't have any support outside the tribe, right? And for some strange reason, pardon me, for some strange reason, black people feel as though um, there is no other support outside the the, the tribe of, of, of blackness. They've been taught that, but obviously that's not true. Because anywhere we've gotten in this country, we've had the help of everybody. Anywhere you've gotten in this country, whether you know it or not, regardless of who you are, you've had the help of somebody else. You had the idea, you went for it, you tried to build, and you wanted to build. And if, if there's one thing that Obama, he wasn't right in the way he said it, but he's right about this. We don't do things uh, as far as business is concerned on our own. No, bi- business needs business. Business doesn't need a bailout. Okay? Business just needs to be in business. And in order to be in business, you got to have customers, Right? So if you become very successful in business, no, you didn't do that by yourself. <clears throat> but nobody sweated it out the way you did. No, nobody paid the price the way you did. You did all that by yourself. Nobody was going to be laughed at and ridiculed and run out of town if the thing didn't work. Huh? Right? I'm happy to say there's not one place I've ever been in business. And I'm talking about around the country and, and across the the, the, the the water and done business with people. I can't I can go back there and do business again. And so and so this is this is what I'm saying to you, friends. When you look at what's going on in this country and, and, and in this world, and we're gonna talk to Pastor Nagash, <clears throat> pardon me about that here coming up. I, you know, I, I talked to a friend earlier. And I was, I was thinking that it was cold down in um, southern Florida. You know, I, I looked at my, my weather app and it said it was 43 in Palm Beach. Said, wow, wow, it must be really cold. You know, 43 degrees down that way. It's just, you know, once you get acclimated, it's just freezing. Never will forget it. Once I came back to Louisiana from, from spending six years in Florida and Tampa, uh, I thought I would freeze to death. But, but anyway, anyway, this is what's going on. In Florida, the um, Ron DeSantis, who very well could be uh, the best governor in the country, and if the president chooses to tap him as the next president of the United States, uh, then Ron DeSantis can be the next president of the United States. Yes, he can. Um. Ron DeSantis is saying that he's not going to spend a dime on critical race theory that teaches children to hate their country and each other. If you look carefully at what's going on in this country, in the world right now, friends, I am saying to you, this is beyond just flesh and blood tribalism. And, 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 and everybody, as I was saying, I went off on the rabbit trail trying to uh, make their tribe happy and make the tribe happy and to keep from getting kicked out of the tribe. 
I think that is being used as a tool to hinder you from actually getting to a place that could be really good for us as Americans. This whole tribalism thing has kept us from, because of what they say and what they said and what you're afraid they may say, you actually deny and we, we turn away things that are truly going to be a blessing. And I think that the, the whole idea of e pluribus unum, you know, basically one for all, all for one. The idea of e pluribus unum is one that uh, we have definitely stomped on out of the many one, out of the one many. It's a spiritual warfare that's going on, friends. It's something within the American spirit that is being attacked. I'll be on with Pastor uh, Nagash uh, Yameda here in um, just a few minutes, in about 10 minutes, going to bring him up. He's from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. I was telling him that uh, person who was a mentor of mine when I was over on the other side years ago, Mickey Leland, who was killed in a plane crash. Uh, he fed homeless, um, he fed hungry children in Ethiopia. Uh, Mickey Leland, um, congressman there out of Texas, was uh, is, was was killed in Addis Ababa, and he would describe how it, it was it was spiritually uh, uh, you could feel it you could feel you could feel the the, the spirits even as they pass by you walking down the street that's how demonic and I know there's a lot of the other seals who's going to leave in mind but um, keep in mind I'm above all um, whatever else I may be or may not be I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, I'm not sure if I'm his best, one of his best ambassadors. Uh, don't know if I ever will be, but I am an ambassador of the kingdom. And so, there's a spiritual warfare that is going on. And I think that even though we are reaching to the other side of our world to get fresh eyes. In America, if there's anything we may need right now on this whole situation, keeping in mind that we have come through a uh, season of just berating and, and defending the berating from the left and the defending from the right of the last real president of the United States. And, and, and I say that not in jest. I say that in reality. Donald John Trump was the last real president of the United States. I don't know what Joe Biden is. And I, we, they prop it, and, and this is literal. I am not just throwing out words, spewing vocabulary. Joe Biden, they prop him up. He can read, 
and his vision. I think those are contacts because uh, they have that, that certain glint. You know, when you got contacts in, even if they're all the natural ones, the soft ones, you still have that certain glint when the camera hits them. And so he still can read, so he can see. He can see and he can read. Reads pretty good. Sometimes, sometimes he stumbles. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. But, Joe is the worst. Jimmy Carter and Obama are safe. Jimmy Carter and Obama are safe from having one and two, and you can take the, you can choose whichever one you want to put in one and two with, between Jimmy Carter and Obama. But now they are safe because one of them now drops to number three. Because Joe Biden, in the first few months of being called President of the United States, having taken the oath of office, having been inaugurated as President of the United States, I don't recognize Joe Biden as a legitimate President of the United States. I do not. Neanderthal, okay, I'll be that. But I'm telling you, I do not recognize Joe Biden as the legitimate president of the United States. He is not. He's been given the authority to sit in the Oval Office by those who swore him in and by the heist that took place. But the last legitimate and real president of the United States was Donald John Trump. And ever since he took the oath, before he took the oath of office, the warfare began. We're going to talk to Pastor uh, Nagash uh, Gameda here in just uh, a few minutes. And friends, I have got to tell you that some of the things uh, that that he describes is amazing, but he also gives a, a vision of hope through the word of Jesus Christ, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. He talks about a witch doctor who gets himself saved. And America, if there's anything that we need right now is revival in the churches. A big time. Now, Pastor Nagash, I understand, will be um, um, trying to get to a flight. Uh, my good friend, Brian Grisham, will uh, be, Pastor Brian, will be with us from our church, Word of God uh, Ministries, where our pastor, uh, the right reverend, <laughs> well, you don't like that. Oh, you ain't gonna like it. Uh, the 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 right pastor for me, anyway, and I imagine for the whole nation. Uh, my pastor, James A. McMinnis, uh, we had him in had him in um, for Sunday, and no, 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 was it Sunday? Um, anyway, last night we I was there at um, Bible study. And Pastor Nagash from Ethiopia was talking about uh, the spiritual warfare that was going on. And friends, I do believe that's exactly what it is. It's beyond flesh and blood. I'm t- what's happening now is something that cuts into the spirit of men and women and children. Are you hearing me? What's happening in this country right now cuts into the spirit of men, women, and children. There is nothing that legislation or any of these things uh, called uh, critical race theory, uh, woke, or, or 
cancel culture, none of that can be changed with programs. Those things, the, the, the hatred that we are being encouraged to have toward one another because of the color of our, our skin cannot be fixed with a woke movement. It cannot be fixed with uh, critical race theory or cancel culture. You cannot tear down, you can tear down every monument that man has ever made to man. It will not change his heart. It won't do it. And so it's a, it, it cuts to the core it cuts to the spirit of a man. What's going on in this nation right now among men, women, and children? And yes, the children are definitely in. Oh, they're in. And in fact, they are being attacked in greater ways than you are because they are bombarded with it in the schoolroom. Constantly both overtly, covertly, uh, straight out uh, in their face and subliminally. Oh yeah, they are under attack more than anything. At a time, get this, at a time when fewer young people attend religious or services, whether they're Muslim, Jewish, or Christians, it is at a time when the church is having the least influence on young people, the warfare against them becomes even greater. In fact, Pastor Nagash uh, said something, and we were at lunch yesterday, and uh, he said something to us all. We were sitting there, Pastor was sitting there, Pastor McMenus was sitting there, uh, Pastor Grisham was sitting there, I was sitting there with uh, Pastor Nagash. Uh, Gameda, and he said that somehow the, the, it's not being in, in Ethiopia. Hear me, in Ethiopia, the tenets of faith are not being passed down to children from the parents. It's not happening. It certainly didn't happen in America. But this, this too, is the most amazing thing that he said. Also, he said this. This was absolutely amazing. He said the suicide rate in Ethiopia is, is high. And that just blew us all away. We're going to talk to him here in another few minutes. And um, I have, we have him now. Michelle has him now. I know that he's um, going to be headed for his plane soon. But you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. We're going to come right back with Pastor Nagash uh, here in just a, a few minutes. And um, don't go anywhere. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And uh, come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. In the name of Jesus, we do it. <laughs>
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Let me ask you this. 
is there a website pastor or some place that a person can go to and do that if in, so they're inclined to? Uh, we're not from that end, but, you know, our brothers you know, from Jackson, Tennessee, they can pass whatever message they have. But from my end, we don't have that kind of a setup. I will get the contact information from uh, Pastor Grisham, and uh, we will rebroadcast it and re-announce it on another show other than today. But thank you so much for that. That's Indigenous Outreach International, folks. You want to uh, help them, and I'll give you the info as to how. Pastor, yesterday uh, I was blessed to uh, have lunch with you, and it was uh, just uh, eye-opening, and Brian has introduced us to so many people uh, in uh, in his in the walk that he has, Romanians and people from Ethiopia and India. You know, it has just been outstanding, the work that he has done for the kingdom at our church, Word of God. But you were speaking about the spiritual warfare that goes on. You spoke of a witch doctor who was converted through the power of the Holy Ghost and the the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you share with us what he was like before he was converted? Well, thank you very much for allowing me to share this amazing miracle of the Lord. Well, this man, uh, his name is Ato Dalasa. And he's probably the age uh, kind of uh, 65, the early 65. And his early 60, uh, he was uh, well known in the area as a witch doctor, you know, which doing all kind of uh, de- demonic uh, thing. Uh, when a time goes on, you know, uh, he lost everything he has. He lost all his cattle, even, you know, lost three of his children. In fact, he refused, you know, to come to church and listen the word of the Lord because he was blinded all his years. But finally, you know, one day he came to the church. He was very, very sick, and I was in the church there on that day. In fact, we had a baptism to go on. But I could not go to the river because I was sick. And uh, just a little boy came and he asked me uh, just to meet this gentleman with his son. And immediately we sat down and then, you know, I started praying just with no time. Healing came and the Lord just, you know, brought his soul and he became a believer in Jesus. And in fact, his son, you know, who came with him also accepted the Lord. And later on, he came to the church after he was baptized and get to know the people and be a member. They were just elect him as one of the elders of the church. And now he's very active and, you know, doing all his best. In fact, he said to me, I regret that I waited so long. If I had known, you know, this Jesus at my early age, I could have, you know, do a whole lot, but I did. It wow. was not too late. You know, God's timing is always perfect. I did. God's timing is always perfect. Still, you have more years to serve Him, and He is serving the Lord through Him. About thirteen people came to know the Lord, seeing the mighty hand of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you very much to spread this message and pray for Him and for us. Preach it, brother. Preach it, man. You know, I was about, the Spirit of God said, shut up. Let him talk. And so, so Pastor, I'm going to let you have this, man. Uh, listen, I, I got to tell you this. 
Yesterday, when you uh, shared this with us at the at the dinner at the uh, dinner table, um, you you had we had, were sharing with you that the suicide rate among our young people in America is well we're 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 very alarmed we're very alarmed and uh, and you said that there's suicide rates that are high there in Ethiopia even though we have a lot of technology here and you don't have nearly the technology that we have, but yet young people are killing themselves. Pastor, what, what's going on here? What, what's happening? Well, that's a good question, brother. Satan is active everywhere. Whatever means he knows, he has. He always attacks people. And very many young guys, men, uh, middle-aged people, well-educated people, even uh, to that purpose, poor ones, you know. He has a way to get their soul and lead them to death. And many just, you know, uh, using, you know, pornography in the cities or witchcraft acts or they do all bad things, you know, that is putting in their mind. And a lot of them just commit suicide, especially in a big city, you know. People will get drunk, will be, get an addiction of, you know, taking drugs, you know, and finally they lose their mind, and their end is just, you know, a disastrous day. So we are seeing that, and then we are asking, you know, you guys, you know, just to pray hard for the Spirit of the Lord. Just cut all this bad act of Satan, and people will be liberated, and come to know him, and his I love uh, the fact that uh, we're able, our pastor has always had this vision, Pastor McMinnis, James McMinnis, has always had this vision. And folks, uh, you can uh, listen to our services live, W-O-G-M live, W-O-G-M, Word of God Ministries live. Uh, you know, just get that. And we, we, we do our very best to let our light shine. And through that light shining, we meet people like this pastor. And pastor, I want you to speak to us now about this, and, and, and this is the last question I'll have for you, and you just, just have your way uh, with this. The battle, then, is not a fleshly battle, is it? It's, it's spiritual warfare that is going on all over the planet. Uh, talk to us about how we get it confused with flesh and spirit. Speak to us, Pastor. Yes, uh... These days, you know, because of the modern technology, because, you know, we feel like we know everything, we are not serious about life in Jesus. So, easily, you know, Satan will attack us, the flesh desire, and, you know, the world, uh, the world is getting very heavy because of the darkness, and then the spiritual darkness will be taken away only when the Lord, you know, for his blessing on us, and we led, you know, by his spirit, saying, you know, enough is enough. We belong to Jesus. We are not buying your ideas. Satan, in Jesus' name, I rebuke you, and we go away. But it needs, you know, a, a faith, a faith, a faith, a faith that moves a mountain. And also discipline ourselves, saying, you know, I am born again, and I live according to the living word. The living word is the one who's going to guide me. Satan, I'm not going 
Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have advanced the kingdom today. I know that uh, you're, you're going to be off to the airport here soon. And uh, I cannot wait until we, we meet each other again and hug each other in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, you showed us something today. And uh, this, I won't forget that, my friend. I won't forget that. And friends, I... <laughs> Glory to God. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to talking to you again. God bless you and keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, Pastor. And um, uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Okay. Wish you the best. Have a good day. Thank you, Pastor. I'm CL. That was Pastor Nagash Gameda, uh, who was on with me there. And it is just absolutely um, my signal honor to have met him. Uh, when you talk about spiritual giants, you talk about men who uh, minister the word in many cases against all odds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, what made the apostle Paul the spiritual giant that he was, not, not because he came from a well-to-do family, or tent makers and so forth. Paul, Paul had money. Paul had plenty of money. But no, that, that, didn't, that didn't make him anything. No, made him a persecutor of, of Christians, made him slap, be slapped down to the ground looking up to God, asking, who are you? No. What, uh, what made him a spiritual giant is that he uh, did it in adverse situations. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. A lot of you right now, Listen to the sound of my voice, wherever you are. Uh, your turn may be coming to choose on whatever day it comes whom you're going to serve. And believe me, there are two masters that are being presented right now. Oh, there's, there's the one that you're from. Many of you, many of you who grew up in this Christian society, you're familiar with that one. But there's other, there, there's not just one other, there's others that are being offered. The Aztec uh, uh, God is being offered to you right now. In fact, uh, someplace in Arizona, they want to make sure that uh, the Aztec God is uh, replaced, replacing the Judeo-Christian God. The Aztec God, see, is the one that is neutral, you know, for everybody. That's the one, you know, that they chopped heads off. And, you know, that's the Aztec God. Oh, you think I'm kidding? That's, that's all, Google it. It's all, it's all real. That's just because it's on Google, I don't mean it's real, but it is for real. I had one of the legislatures, uh, legislators out there on the show, and um, she, or one of the doctors, I can't remember who, she, who it was, but she was credible. It was on the show. And, um, yeah. So, the battle is on. And you can think that uh, just because you're black, that's what it's about. No. If you think this because this, you're white, no, no. Any fool knows that whoever you cut, whatever you, you, you do as far as it's concerned, we all going to bleed the same type of blood. And you're going to be some type of uh, blood type. I'm, I'm O positive. And according to some, that's why I um, pretty much can throw off. COVID and just about any other thing else. Well, I'm never ill. I mean, take pretty good care of myself. 
not nearly as good a care as I did, you know, but I take pretty good care of myself now. But you cut us, we bleed, right? We all want that. We all going to need a drink of water uh, here. We all going to want something to eat. We all want a roof over our head when it's cold and rainy. Yeah. We, that, that, those are the basics. Food, shelter, and clothing. We can uh, make do with the rest. We can we can go 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 find the rest if we if we're secure in food, shelter, and clothing. If we're secure in that, we can make do. We can we can do okay with the rest. But it's more than just the food, shelter, and clothing. They're using the idea that you could lose the food, shelter, and clothing in the midst of this pandemic in order to corral you into a mindset that you cannot make it on your own anymore. You better watch out for that. Oh, you better watch out for that. Yes, they are. They're coming at you with that. They're coming at you, Americans, with the idea that you cannot make it on your own without the help of big government. Don't, can't you see that's what's happening here? Yeah, that's what's happening. Now, the thought police. Now, this this is another thing that lets you know this is more than just flesh and blood. I tweeted, I tweeted out um, just the other day. I tweeted it out too. Uh, just the other day, that uh, the thought police, and this lets you know that they know that this is more than just a flesh and blood thing, because they are trying to inhabit your thoughts. They are trying to manipulate the way you think. And the way a man thinks, even though it governs your physical uh, self, your thought is something that is beyond physicality. So, you know, and this tells you very plainly, lets you know very plainly, that they know that this goes beyond just the physical because they are trying to manipulate something that you cannot touch. And that's the thoughts of men and women. Huh? You cannot touch the thoughts of a man who thinks he's a woman or a woman who thinks she's a man or a boy going girl or a girl who wants to go boy. You can't touch their thoughts. But you can place in their heads the ability to think certain things. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day right here in our great nation, the homeland. Yeah, USA, United States of America. Yes, it is my homeland. I don't know anywhere else. Yeah, of course, obviously my roots run somewhere into Africa. There's no question about that. Nigeria, I'm told. Yeah. But this is my homeland. America. This is my this is my homeland. It's yours too. Yo, yeah, I know. Obviously, looking at you, your your roots some run somewhere back into Europe. Oh yeah, you. Yours yours runs into China or somewhere in Asia. Yeah. We, we all came here from somewhere, including who they call, supposedly, the indigenous people, the Native Americans. simply meant that they were here when Columbus or whoever, uh, you know, DeSoto or whoever came, they, they were here. So obviously they were here first, so they get to claim the indigenous people. Columbus being uh, lost, uh, which he was, he was lost, he thought he was in India. <laughs> became a great guy anyway. He did it. He went ahead and did it. Go Columbus. But he was lost as he could be because he thought that he was in India, which is on the other side of the world. But that's where he thought he was. (laughs) And so uh, it was by divine providence that he was lost because we got found and I thank God that uh, this is the place that uh, regardless of how they got here and, and I cannot go back and undo the past I just know that whatever ancestors brought me here whether they were Nigerian and the Scots-Irish part and then that indigenous part because I'm uh, a quarter Choctaw uh, Indian uh, so, uh, however they got here, I'm just glad they got here. And I, I, I am so regretful of the, the hardships that uh, they had to endure, but I'm glad they endured it because obviously they survived the hardships. You know how I know? I'm talking to you. If they had not survived, I would not be speaking with you. And so, we were talking about when we left the understanding or at least trying to decipher the thoughts, the thoughts of a man, but you have a thought police now. And this, this is who you really have to push back against. This, this, you have to stand up to them and then we're not talking about a shoving contest either. I'm talking about shove them down. We need to push this down. Americans. Because if we don't 
You know, Tim Scott was right. You know, who are these thought police who are telling him that he doesn't have the right to say what he is wanting, that Americans don't have a right to their own opinions? Huh? Who, who are, who is, who are they? I want to know who they are. That's what I want to know. Who is saying that, oh, I'm offended by your speech, or they are offended by your speech. And then, I, I want to know, then, does the whole world turn on the axis of what you, who cares about what we think? You know, when has anybody ever cared what folks think? They do now. There are certain things that you're not supposed to even think. And that is proof positive to me right there that even they know, those who claim not to know that there is a God or even a spiritual realm or believe that there is a spiritual realm, realm, that this is it. Even those who call themselves atheists and unbelievers and what have you. They, this this buying into the thought police stuff, and that's what this is. You're buying into the thought police stuff, and and that proves without question that you know it is a fight that is more than just flesh and blood, because you you cannot touch the thought of a person who thinks that they are a woman today. You can't even touch that thought. You can't touch it. It's there. It's there. They may express it. Or a woman who thinks she's a man today. You can't even touch the thought. You can't even touch it. It's beyond the flesh. I say it's spiritual. And the scripture says it's spiritual. I was talking to Pastor Nagash there. He says that even in Ethiopia, it's spiritual. I got to tell you, he was telling the story of that witch doctor who uh, changed his ways when he came into contact with uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the same God that's here is the same one that's there. I got to tell you, and I had him uh, pray. We prayed for certain people as well. I believe that he is truly uh, someone who is blessed. Uh, and so I, I, I thank God for... Uh, meeting him. Coming up later in the show is um, Dr. Lisa Babbage will be with me. I think Lisa, let's see, Michelle, I think she's in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And oh, by the way, you folks in West Virginia, West Virginia, yeah, Mountain Mama, I'm, I'm coming there. Coming to West Virginia tomorrow. Uh, where is that? Bristol? What? Bristol? No? Anyway, I'll find out. Um, what city it's in, and I will say it here on the radio <laughs> when I find out. But I'm going to West Virginia. I'm flying out to West Virginia by way of, um, was it, Charlotte, CLT, Tamara, and um, show's on. Oh, yeah, show's on every day. And we have, well, oh, my goodness. There is so much that we're going to be talking about here in the uh, weeks to come. I am make, Oh, by the way, I am making the move to Florida. Yes, and I just only have another week left here. 
Let's see. Yeah, you only have another week left here before I'll make the move to Florida. I don't, I don't think I can inhabit my place until the earliest is the 9th, I think. And so I'll be hanging out, uh, seeing, going visit uh, my kids and so forth, my, my, my grandkids. Uh, ever. I have one daughter there, and I have several grandkids in Florida. And so I'm going to get a chance to hang out with them. And then I have friends that I want to catch up with in Florida. I hadn't seen them in a while. In a couple of months now, I hadn't seen them. And I really hope to uh, catch up with them. And so um, the show in the next few weeks will take on a different flavor. Um, you'll like it. It'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be spicy, make you sweat. And I'm not talking about anything stupid, okay? <laughs> But I am uh, talking about something that we can do. Um, together to help bring light to this warfare that's going on with the thought police. Folks, this is more dire than you may think. When people want to, and, and, and it's done, it's done, it's done every day. And in fact, um, not being able to touch your thoughts, but being able to plant thoughts is the very existence um, of being alive, being a, a human being. Is that we're exposed to various thoughts. But this is what's happening. That's not the problem, being exposed to various thoughts. What the problem is, and, and, and it is up to the parent to protect the child from what the parent doesn't want them to know. But there must be freedom for there to be various thoughts for us to choose from. And the ones that we have to choose from cannot be pre-selected or uh, for us to choose from. And the ones that uh, they don't like, and that's again what I'm saying, we need to find out who they are. Because, they, because I'm talking about who, there are people who are saying they don't like certain things for us to talk about or see or, or, or even be exposed to. They don't like the monument that's there. They don't like, they don't like. So the question is, who is they? Who are we talking about here? Oh, we might, might want to say, well, it's George Soros and people who are funded by them. But still, we're talking about a certain thought that is being uh, ushered into our societies by the thought police who don't want us to say certain things. They don't want a person like Donald Trump to be president of the United States. Are you hearing me? He can't, if he is president of the United States, then he must be taken down and his followers must be taken down because we cannot tolerate people thinking like them. Are you hearing me? This is where we are. This is where we are. And so, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because this this is the uh, essence of um, 
what we're about. And that's talking to each other. Yeah. A- actually conversing with one another. But we don't even do that anymore. No. No. No, we don't converse with any other, each other anymore. And friends, if we allow the thought police to have their way with our young people as they are beginning to have. And young people, listen, this is the important thing that you as parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents must do. you got to teach them what Americanism is. What our nation is, because I stand with Ron DeSantis. In fact, when I moved down to uh, Florida, uh, hooking up that, with um, whatever is necessary as far as putting that machine together uh, for that DeSantis run. No, oh, yes, there's going to be one, one way or the other, either VP or P, vice, or vice president or president. Getting ready for that DeSantis run. You heard it here. It's going to happen. And I stand with him uh, as far as this critical race theory. I will not. I uh, want one dime of my money to go to teaching our young people to hate their country and to hate their fellow students because of the color of their skin. That is lunacy. How we have pushed back against that in, 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 in so many times past, but now we, we want to embrace that? I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. I know that it is a programming that we're we, they're wanting us to become comfortable with. It's in the television shows. In fact, uh, I'll, I'll bring it up again. I'll bring it up again. Uh, when you... Uh, it was said by... Um, one of my guests, oh my goodness, can't remember his name, the other day. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice, the C.L. Bryant Show. Conversation 
right here on the C.L. Bryant Show on the radio. Uh, yeah, the largest tech, uh, talk platform in uh, the nation. That is Red State Talk Radio. It is the Talk Monster, and uh, I certainly do appreciate uh, the honor of being a part of that family. You're going to be hearing a lot coming from us here in uh, the, um, oh, I would say, next couple of months to come, and uh, pr- proud to be a part of uh, that. Now, you just stay tuned. Uh, Dr. Lisa Babbage is coming up on uh, the show. Lisa Noel uh, Babbage is coming up. Uh, born in Philadelphia and grew up uh, in both Phoenix, Arizona and Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, started her second career as a teacher in the Cab County public school system, where she uh, worked has worked uh, for over the last 15 years. The autobiography of 333 Miracles, 333 Miracles, 333 Miracles uh, in 2011, but did not publish again until 2018. Uh, when it was released again. Now, we're going to talk to her about uh, that book and her work and the educational system as well, you see. This is something, as I was saying, the thought police are in your schools, okay? The thought police are in your schools, And the latest book, I believe, that uh, Dr. Babbage has out is the one, it's called The Dominion Mandate. The Dominion Mandate, uh, and and it has on the cover um, Donald John Trump, President of the United States. Oh, Lisa, I think that's going to (laughs) sell. I think that was brilliant. This is going to sell. But anyway, we're going to have Dr. Lisa Babbage on with me here in um, in the uh, in the bottom of the hour, and then friends again. I'm telling you, folks in West Virginia, that I am on my way uh, there to West Virginia. I'm waiting on Dursia to answer me as to where I'm going to be, what city I'm going to be in. But I think I'm not sure if this is invitation only or not. I'm not sure, but uh, I will be in West Virginia tomorrow. And I look forward to my Nashville uh, trip as well. Uh, the week after, we'll be in Nashville. Oh, you better believe that. We're not letting. We're not letting this go. Oh no, 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 Joe. You know better than that, Joe. Of course, Joe's not thinking. Joe's not. Joe Biden's not thinking about anything. And this is what just rubs me. Just, just rubs my. Chaps my hide. (laughs) It does. The very idea that I'm even talking about Joe Biden. It it, it just, it just, it just, I, I, it just chaps my hide. That I'm even talking about Joe Biden. You, does it do, you, you? Oh my goodness, I can hardly stand it. It just goes all through me. <laughs> and I do, I do, I do feel that way. I'm, I, God, if I need forgiving, you can do it. 
And I'm asking you for it if I need to be forgiven for that. But I'm just expressing an honest opinion. I regurgitate the idea of a Joe Biden. Oh, but it is what it is. <laughs> and listen, and listen, that's all it is. That's all it is. It is what it is, and that's all it is. Because it ain't nothing more than that. Joe has called himself on the go, but he is propped up, told what to say daily. The only real, the last real president of the United States was Donald John Trump. You had a man there who, in fact, was able to uh, speak for himself, whether you liked it or not. He was able to speak for himself. He was able to take questions from the press without uh, a handler spoon feeding him. The, he was able to deal with the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians, the, Kore, the, the Koreans, the, the EU. Oh, he did that all for lunch. Donald John Trump could do all that for lunch. Now you have Joe Biden who is incompetent in the White House. You, what? You left me for him? I don't know if you've ever seen that scene in, in, in the movie Troy where, you know, you guys run off with uh, the most beautiful woman in the world, you know, Helen, at the time of Troy. And her husband comes to get him and uh, this whimpering coward, you know, is whimpering before him and he screams up to her because he knows she's watching. He says, you left me for him? That's the way it is in America, right? That's the question we should be asking ourselves about Trump and Biden. We left Trump for him? I don't think so. We left Trump for him? I don't think we did. That's who they gave you. And my beef with you, America, is this. You swallowed it without even trying to fight back. Oh, there were those of us who were fighting back. There were those of us who pushed back. We pushed back hard. Only to have left with for us the ability to fight. Victory is still, we, we, we have not retreated. No, 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 no. We've regrouped. No, we've regrouped. Yeah. We regrouped. Not retreated. We're going at it again. And I, I'm pushing the idea, but you know, hey, if the president wants to run, he has every, every reason 
He has every opportunity. Uh, he has every uh, uh, chance to win the presidency back. But I'm not really sure the president wants it himself. But if he does run, I believe that Ron DeSantis is going to be his VP. I believe Ron DeSantis is going to be the VP. And, and uh, I believe that the steps of the righteous, and I'm only righteous through Jesus Christ, are ordered by the Lord. And my steps are being ordered to Florida. That's where I'm headed. I was telling my pastor that the other day, uh, that my steps are being ordered to Florida. And so uh, I think everything that need to fall into place is going to meet me there. DeSantis being uh, the governor of Florida who is in a perfect position to be VP because Mike, Mike Pence is not just not going to it's not going to be Mike anymore. No, that's just oh no, no, no that's torn. That's torn. And maybe it's good. But he, I, I as far as Mike being loyal, I do know that Mike Pence was loyal for at least four years and ten months. For at least three years and ten months. <laughs> he was loyal. And then it got torn. It got ripped. Ripped torn. That was a good actor. He ripped torn a pretty good actor back in the day. Uh, you had to be my, you had to be a certain age and remember ripped torn. He played Nixon. But here we are, friends. Uh, Dr. Lisa Babbage is coming up uh, on the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, in about 10 minutes, she's going to come up on the show. And I want to talk to her about education, uh, the process of speak, the, the thoughts that are being planted. And I am telling you that there are thoughts that are planted in our young people's minds. Overtly, covertly, you know, outright, subliminally, they're planted there. You better believe it. Purposely, with intent and direction. There's direction in the planting. There's purpose in it. And there's something my pastor likes to say, uh, James McMillan, he likes to say that uh, we are a purpose with a name. And I, I use that myself, but it comes from him. We are a purpose with a name. You, you, you are a purpose with a name. And so, in realizing that, when, when we talk to our young people, then we are talking to young people who uh, are being purposed for things that we have left out of them. Maybe in some cases, uh, for those under 55, in some cases it may have been left out, uh, those under 50 I'd say, those under 50, in some cases it was left out of you if you're under 50. I got a good dose of it because, you know, my dad was a World War II vet. I see it beginning in the children of Korean war vets. World War II vets, the baby boomers, us, the boomers are usually still very patriotic, usually. 
you run into a few that are nut jobs who, you know, fried their brains back in the 60s. I thank God that mine didn't get fried in the 70s. But there are a lot who, who, you know, took that LSD trip once too often and just didn't come back. And, 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 and they, a lot of them, you know, like Jerry Rubin and, you know, Abby Hoffman was out there. He was out there. The yippie, the yippie crowds. Oh, they, they, they just didn't come back. Oh, they could still think, but they just, they left, they were, they were left out there. They're sort of stranded on marooned on, on a, on a thought island. And they, so they had to create the thought police. These were people who used to say, don't trust anybody over 30. When I was coming along as a, a, you know, a preteen, you know, 11, 12 years old, this is what I was hearing. And I thought to myself, oh, man, uh, I have a whole bunch of years to be trusted and, you know, and this kind of thing because I was a long way from 30. But I got to tell you, 30 creeps upon you quickly. All of a sudden, 30 is in the rearview mirror. It's gone, gone. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's 15 and 30 years ago. Huh? Yeah. Time is a strange thing. It is. But the strangest thing about way we, we're spending it now, we're spending it contemplating the colors of our skin. We're sitting here contemplating our racial divides. We're using our time oh, kind of frivolously, don't you think? It's obvious I'm black, I'm white, you're white, uh, I'm black, you're white. Uh, it's obviously, uh, you know, you're not necessarily African black, but you're colored or, or you're a different kind of redhead than this blonde blue eye here. Uh, or you, you're very dark, uh, swarthy Italian, uh, southern Italian looking uh, type of person you are. Uh, we're... We're wasting, we are spending our time on that. But now, the critical race theorists would want to boil it down a little bit differently than just that. They would want to boil it down to just black and white. Well, if you are white, at all, if you have a trace of white in you, as they tried to make uh, one young man whose mother's black, but he still had to atone for his whiteness. This is where we are, America. But we don't have to stay here. Huh? We, we don't. We don't have to stay here. But this is where we are. And you're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with this. Because this is Looney Tunes. Are you hearing me? This is Looney Tunes. Teaching people of a nation, teaching the children of the citizens of a nation to hate the nation and to hate each other. 
Because of what? Because of the differences of their skin color, skin tone. One has to atone for that. One has to atone for that. The other has to be the victim of it. So we come to a place where we have victims and we have atoners. Perpetual victims, perpetual atoners until what? You do know that gets tiring, right? Unless, look at this, look at this. I want you to hear me now. The atoners always remain, listen, I want you to see how how, how, how diabolical this is. The mind of progressive liberals is always to enslave you. So the atoners, even though they are taking the stripes across the back right now, they still remain in power. The only thing that uh, the victim is asking is to get reparation from what happened to their great-grandparents. Is that, and so they'll be happy with that. They'll be happy with that if they can get some money. They'll be happy with remaining victims. Are you hearing me? Because this, this is where we are now. This is where we are. They'll be happy with remaining victims if they can get some money. Friends, I got to tell you something. That's sad. Because it takes away the spirit of independence. That's sad. The people who depend on each other, husbands and wives do that. You know, children and parents, they do that. But friends, I must tell you this. I must tell you now. If we don't wake up here quickly, we can lose it all. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Back with you on this great 
day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with me daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryan Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryan Show, download either the Red State Talk app, which is a free app, and or the C.L. Bryan Show app. And, of course, uh, glad to be a part of the family, the largest talk platform in the nation, uh, Red, um, which is Red State Talk. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's, believe it or not. Uh, that iconic building is how home to our Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up right there in Times Square. OCL looking back at you, and I certainly do appreciate uh, all of the support that you all have given us and uh, the um, popularity the show has gained across the nation. Uh, many of our guests are just like this one that we have now, Dr. Lisa Babbage, author of a new book, has the only legitimate president of the United States on the cover of it, Donald John Trump. I'm going to have her tell you all about it. Lisa, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? I am wonderful, CL. It's such an honor to be back with you, Red Straight Radio. We have a lot to talk about. We're we're in a cultural war. Yes, indeed, we are. We Doc. are in a cultural war. Yes, indeed, we are, Doc. I wanted you to tell us about your book, and then let's talk about this war that we are in. Tell us about the new book. What's what's the genesis of this project? So the Dominion Mandate obviously came about because of everything that happened in November 2020 when we saw, as you said it, our legitimate president stripped of the rights of the office due to massive culture war, massive cancel culture, massive fraud that happened across our country and resulted in a loss of the office and a loss of the Senate. Now, here in Georgia, we had two key seats that were directly tied to the president and everything that happened. But our, as patriots, call is to take dominion, to go into all the world. And we have a mandate, not just by God, but by our Constitution, to take back our country. And that's what the book is all about. It's available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. It is 450-some-odd pages of facts from Donald John Trump's presidency, everything that the man did to bring our country back on the plus side, that America's first platform, and what we should do to keep it going forward. And that's what the book is all about. It is a must-read for every patriot and inspiration, honestly, for the legacy that he laid out and the one, the torch that we must pick up and bear. You know, Lisa, I got to have my signed copy of that. I'll be coming out that way real soon, and I'll be, I'll certainly hope, I'll have my pen for you to sign it for me. I certainly do appreciate it, and, and I'm going to help you push that book as much as possible. Because, you know, friends, dominion is the first gift, really, God gives to mankind. He says, you can have dominion over all this. You can have, this is yours. And so I'm really happy to see you attack that that uh, that topic like that in the way that you're doing it and showing us uh, um, how we have and can, in fact, lose that if, in fact, we don't wake up here soon. Let's, let's, let's ask, let me ask you about this um, uh, culture war that we are in. Lisa, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, but I think we can speak to it even deeper than that because this race issue is obviously on the table. You're black, I'm black, I happen to be Americans. We are. We both have 
happen to be Republicans. We are. And um, but this is this is the, the culmination of what I want to talk about is how this is beyond just flesh and blood. Uh, there is a thorough thought police who are trying to manipulate and are manipulating the thought process, the dialectic process. You can't put a, a, a handle on words. You can't put a handle on thoughts. But yet you have people who are manipulating that, which must tell us that this has to be deeper than just flesh and blood. Doctor, can you speak to that? Dr. Lisa Babbage, talk to us. It is a type of mental slavery that they are shoving down the throats of every person, not just America. But let's face it, if they can get America, they can get the rest of the world. You strike the shepherd, the sheep will fall. And it is not about flesh and blood. People will, will paint this as an argument about melanin, but it is not. It is about a deeper spiritual war that is the war of the ages and if you read the end of the book you know how it turns out but we really and that's why i named it dominion mandate because if we don't take dominion then the spiritual battle is going to turn out very differently for our lifetimes the war will end the way it's already going to end the way it's predicted to end but the battle and our accountability for this season that we're living in is to take dominion and this is an evil we can't we can't call it anything other than what it is. This is an evil to destroy the family, to destroy manhood, to destroy what we call conservative values, but they're God values. To take back the promises that God put in our hearts, because all of it's based in identity as a son or a daughter. And instead, we want to throw transgender. We want to throw all sorts of culture that is corrupt and debauchery into the minds of children. And it is an all-out war that we have to stand up to and fight by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Amen to that. And let me ask you this then. This fight, our, our, is the church, let's talk, let's, let's shift in the same uh, genre that we're talking about, but is the church losing or fainting seemingly in the face of this warfare? I know many pastors who will not engage me anymore politically because they fear the onslaught, the attack, that they might rise up out of their own congregations. Uh, but let alone from the outside, they, they, they fear that as well, uh, attacking their congregation by them being their pastor. And so um, is there then a faintness of heart? Uh, or is there a message to, to have pastors and, and warriors, Christians like ourselves, take courage? Speak to us, doctor, about that. If the church was doing what it was supposed to do, we would not be in this situation. So absolutely, there's a faintness of heart. Let's look back at David and Goliath, because that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a seemingly giant of media and, and, and systems that are meant to destroy God's creation. It only took one man, a David, to stand up when the Israelite army was shaking in their boots. So for all the pastors who fear their congregation, who fear their tax-exempt status, who fear the public scolding and the cancel culture, I do get it, but we need a David. And thank God we serve a God that can do it with a remnant, because that's really all we have left. There is a remnant standing in the gap between all hell breaking loose literally and the redemption of our nation. And a man like Donald J. John Trump came in like gangbusters because he had to. Many are called. Few will answer. And right now, I just want to encourage every pastor, every Bible-believing Christian, 
to shake off the shackles of mental bondage, that fear and pride is what it boils down to, will keep you silent. You know, I've been canceled so many times, I'm on rerun in another country, so that's how I feel, because people, people come after you, but you have to decide who you're going to believe. Either you're going to believe God, or you're going to believe man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what it boils down to, folks, in any any way. It, it ultimately boils down to that living this life is uh, what we must do. We don't know how, the, how it ends, but as uh, Dr. Lisa Babbage uh, has told us, we know how this ends. We know how, this, how the predicted end will come. But we don't know moment to moment how we respond, and, and that makes that's important. That's important, believe it or not, even though the, the end uh, is, is, is already seen by God himself, you still must leave, live each sec- second of your life as though uh, you do make a difference. Your purpose, as my pastor tells us all the time, you are a purpose with a name. You know, let me ask you this. Um, our, our young people in schools, you've been an educator, and, and, and you, you still are. And, and let me ask you this. Are our young people being affected, are their mind, the, the thought pattern being affected in ways that parents are not aware of? How, how should parents engage this, or are they engaging it? Can they engage it? Seems like they're being shut out. Talk to us about that. You know, that that really breaks my heart, and I wish I had a one-liner for it because it is true that they are being affected, and you and I both know, everybody of our generation knows that black children are being affected more than any other. We used to have, not to say that we don't have a strong faith, but we had a stronger faith in our nation's history as black people, and that is waning because of culture. Our kids are falling to the cracks left, right, and center. Parents are not equipped. In fact, I'm, I'm a part of the Georgia Black Republican Council. Last month, we just relaunched an initiative to meet kids where they are because COVID has put all our kids a year behind. Well, some of our inner city kids were already a year or two behind. So the, the wow. gap is widening wow. oh between the ethnicities. It's painful. And parents, you know, the longer you keep someone locked down, the less likely they're able to function in the fullness of their uh, mental capacity. So you have parents who can't meet the kids where they are because they've been on lockdown for a year. So this, this is all a design of an evil proportion. Wow. Because it's going it's to cause a brother to turn against brother in a way we haven't seen for hundreds of years. And our kids, the smallest people in our society, they're already being destroyed in the wombs. The ones that were born are now being destroyed their future being set in another trajectory over a quote-unquote pandemic and the social ineptness of our society is painful. Dr. Babbage, let me ask you this. And, and people may not understand just how diabolical and, and, and just how dark uh, sin, evil, uh, satanic activity can be. And, and folks, you know you're going to get a good dose of uh, not, not only Jesus, but the good, good news of America uh, here in, in, in our country. But, but there is a takedown that there, there, there seemingly is a takedown. And that's been the theme of this show has been it goes beyond the flesh uh, here. You can't manipulate the thought of a person, a man who wakes up one morning thinking he's a woman and, and a woman who thinks she's a man. You can't manipulate that thought. You can't touch it. Uh, so, so obviously those who are pushing this program, they know that this has to go 
beyond flesh and blood because they're trying to manipulate your thoughts. But now, 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 doctor, this is this is what I I want uh, you to 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 speak to. Now, is there then a mechanism uh, that maybe we see or don't see? But obviously, there is something. Uh, you, you used a desi- You used the word design, and is there then a design? To do something this diet can people understand how diabolical this thing actually is, especially with the election of Joe Biden? Talk to us about it. You know, I wrote a book called The Black History Bible. Subtitle is How the Democratic Party Deceived the People. What you have is strange bedfellows here. Because the Bible says the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come for any other reason. So when I say design, that's what I'm talking about. You've got allegiances that have been made for the last 60, 70 years, starting back with eugenesis, to do something diabolical to certain groups of individuals. And once those groups of individuals, a.k.a. black people, (laughs) are under control, under the thumb, Once they are in line and in submission, it's not chattel slavery anymore. It is a mental enslavement of free thought and critical thinking. It has permeated every area of society. And once black people are under control, which we're not there yet, but the bulk of us have been brainwashed, then everybody else, again, falls into line. Because this country was built on our backs. And it's going to only be on our backs that we can turn this ship around. Because if if we stay enslaved, it's re- it's better to be physically enslaved than mentally enslaved. Because Harriet Tubman was physically enslaved, but she was mentally free, and that's how she, her body followed her mind. If our minds are enslaved, our bodies will follow suit. And yes, it's been planned out for generations. Are you hearing this, folks? This is... Folks, you may call me, call me a Neanderthal, call me crazy, whatever. I believe every word of that. I do believe that is the design. And, you know, there's a lot, lot, lot. i got to have you back more often, Uh, Dr. Babbage. uh, Tell everybody again how to get a hold of your works, how to get in contact with you, and bring you to a place where they are. Because this, folks, this type of dialogue, this type of conversation, and I'm on the road. I'll soon have the YouTube channel up and running. I'm making the uh, move, Lisa, to Florida. And uh, moving to the beach. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. I love it. Closer to me. I'm breathing. And yeah, absolutely. All on the East Coast. And so, um, so this is the thing. Uh, we got to have you on more often, but got to have you on the YouTube channel. And then I just want to talk. You just need to just need to discuss this. Find forums where we can talk about this. But tell everybody. Got about uh, two minutes. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you and uh, how to uh, engage with you and uh, bring you to where they are. So you can find me online, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Lisa Noel, N-O-E-L, Babbage, sounds like cabbage but with a B. My books are on Amazon, they're on Barnes & Noble, they're on my website, former congressional candidate, I plan on running again. Go girl. So this is a scoop for UCL and everybody else. We've got to take back Dominion, that's our mandate, boys and girls. Run and get it. Let's hey run, Lisa, run, and uh, hey, it ain't but a short drive up the coast. And so, uh, God bless you, God keep you is my prayer, and we'll talk to you real soon. Talk. Thank you so much for being on with me.
God bless you and thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Dr. Lisa Babbage. And I got to tell you something, folks. Um, she brought to the table uh, the right conversation for not only black folks, but every everybody. But let me tell you something. In Atlanta, I don't know how many how much time you've ever spent in Atlanta, but Atlanta's a black city. Okay. In the in fact, uh, I think it, I think Atlanta may be the capital black city of America. And uh, right now, you got black everything in Atlanta. But looking at it from that perspective, and then taking into account that um, black folks, and see, this is where uh, the, the the idea of there being so many more black people in the in this country comes from. Is when we see, you know, you know, Housewives of Atlanta and you know that type of thing, and you know when you see shows that when you see NBA and baseball, and but what you're seeing is a big percent of American athletes making up that you know demographic in sports, and because they're so visible, because athletes and entertainers, black entertainers and athletes, are so visible. And because news media focuses in so um, laser-like on inner city, the impression then is easy to, to you know come by that somehow um, black people are, are a bigger part of the demographic, of the percentage of, of people living in this country than, than we actually are, than we actually are. We only represent. Black folks only represent 12%, 12.8 actually, uh, percent. That's falling because of the abortion rate. Yeah, we, we're killing our, our people. We're killing ourselves. And that, that rate is falling. Um, we, were, we were once 13 points, so nearly 14% of the population. And uh, that has fallen into the 12s. And the Latinos that are coming into the country, they have taken over the uh, second slot there as far as minority, first slot as far as minority is concerned. Uh, the first slot, uh, black people are second to Latinos now as far as minorities, as far as one and two in minority status is concerned. And it's because, I'm telling you, it's a direct effect of abortions in the black community. You have 43% of all abortions. As I said in my movie, Runaway Slave, uh, when you have 43% of all abortions being black people, uh, something's really upside down by those numbers, don't you think, when black people only represent 12% of the population? That's going to mean a decrease in black folks. That's the message that has been sold. That's what's happening to the society. I'm CL. Be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying... Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America.
on well in my home. And then my church was uh, this black Baptist church. I mean, where people, women shouted when they got filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, it's one of those kind of church, church lady hat wearing type churches, you know. And uh, Cleon, you know, was Cleon then. Wasn't CL for a while to come. So I got in the professional world. Cleon started, you know, experiencing early in 13, 14 years old that there was a whole different world out there other than church world. And that the girls that you met outside of church, they were nothing like the girls you meet in church. I went to a church school up until I was uh, in junior high school. You know, Central Free Methodist Day School. Up until I was in going to junior high, I was in a Christian school. And Christian girls were a little bit different, you know, than girls that were not in Christian school. That's what we guys discover who grow up in that type of environment, especially if it's rigorous. And if we're let off the leash without that supervision that comes along with mom and dad and family structure, aunt and uncle, because you ha- I had that whole structure around me that to, to reel me back in when I ventured off too far. They would reel me back in to safe harbor. This kid was failed. Somebody failed him. Now, in some in, in some cases, the choice that he made, yes, he failed himself, but there was no support system in his life. Now, I'm not giving him an excuse for doing what he did, but this was not racially motivated. This was motivated by a breakdown of, obviously, family, structure, or what have you. This was a breakdown of that. He was failed. And his story is the same Type of story. I'm not going to call his name, but this 21 year old young man is the same type of story that you see countless black young men and Latino young men being called out for because they have no home structure. Well, this is what happened to this guy. And guess what? It has happened to young men of all colors, all colors, throughout the history of the world, and certainly throughout the history of America. But it's been, it has been more prevalent in the since the '60s among black, and, and some, sometimes even before the '60s, back in the '30s and '40s. The black marriage rate was higher than the white marriage rate. We were family-oriented because of the church. And then after the 60s, after King's death, after Martin Luther King was killed, the race hustlers took over and turned the dream into a scheme. Oh, I've been saying that for years. Yeah, I remember the first time I, I said that in a speech, oh, 10 years ago. Um, 
I was approached after that and chastised by the ministers that did not like what I had to say. And because I've been blessed, uh, this was back 10 years ago, you know, uh, and I looked, you know, like I might be 30 or something, you know. And uh, I've been blessed with that, that type of gene. Get it from, well, both sides, I guess. And so, I don't really look my age, you know. I don't feel my age, don't act my age, don't, you know, none of that. And so, these pastors were chastising me for saying that after King's death, uh, the dream, their people came on wanting to turn the dream into a scheme. Bryant, you shouldn't have said that. You're you're not old enough, first of all, to remember any of that. And, you know, it's just something that you said for hype. (laughs) And I did not. I was, I integrated, listen, I, I was, uh, what, 13, 14 years old when King was killed. I remember the civil rights movement. My parents were a part of it. I was three years old the first time Dr. King came to our church at Galilee Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. I was three years old when he came there. I don't remember it all. I don't remember it at all. But my mother and I were there. My father had to work that night, you know. As he worked at night, he was in the restaurant business, and business, uh, he had to go. Business. And after that meeting, I do remember this from that. I remember how upset my mother was that there was a ticket on her car, because, you know, every car, every car that was at that church that night, had a ticket on it and the men of the church my led by my pastor past dr dr e edward jones senior dr e edward jones senior ernest edward jones senior uh and c.e mclean and uh yes uh c.o simpkins those types of giants in, in the ministry they said, okay, let's pay them all together and let's pay them using pennies and coins. And so they took undertook the effort of gathering whatever those tickets added up to, all of them, whether the Two or three hundred, whatever it was, whatever they added up to, they were going to pay it, but they were going to pay it in coins. And the people were so outdone when they marched in there with the tickets and the money to pay it and plopped down bags and bags of coins. This my friends, was activism in its sort. And being activist in that type of way again is what you as conservatives are called upon. Yeah. To do. 
And I know that we're not used to doing that. That's not what. That's not our thing as being conservatives. Being conservatives, we're not into doing that. that that's just not what we do. But uh, it's what we need to do now. Oh yeah, we better do it now. My friends, um, I'll. Uh, I want to thank all of you for making the show as popular as it has. And I want to thank all of you for letting this be the mouthpiece of uh, the good news of Jesus Christ and the good news of America, all in one. And so I am um, about to make the move to Florida here, and uh, I'll be back uh, live. Of course, shows on every day, and um, but I'll be back live. And I'll tell you exactly um, how the YouTube channel is going to be um, out. Got all the equipment, just uh, don't want to set it up here because I just have to dismantle it uh, when I make the move to Florida. And so that's what we're going to do. And I certainly do appreciate you being along with us. And when we rebirth into YouTube and radio and all of that combined, going to take you along with us uh, from Hutchinson Island. Florida, or at least from Florida. We'll probably have a studio uh, built out there, made out there. And so uh, looking forward to doing that and you coming along with us. And I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right, speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire is that God would bless and 